This is Lincoln A to Z. Lincoln A to Z. Lincoln A to Z. We've chosen 52 squares at random from the Lincoln A to Z street map. E and And now we have to go to all 52 and make a program about each and every one. Lincoln A to Z. Lincoln A to Z. Each week we'll be setting off on our trusty bikes to find a different grid. Lincoln A to Z. We could find ourselves in a leafy residential area, a bustling city street, or a completely empty field. We'll present our findings every week here on Siren FM as we uncover Lincoln one grid at a time. Lincoln A to Z. 52 grids, two men, one map, no clue. Well, hey, right, you know, this is Lincoln A to Z on Siren 107.3 FM and sirenonline.co.uk and also via the radio player app. Uh, I'm the elite athlete, Paul Tyler, and the lummox behind the desk over there is Johnny Hoare. Hey up, Johnny. Hey, hello there. Now then, it's bank holiday. It's 9pm and you're sober. Has this ever happened before, Johnny? Never, no. Okay, no, no. well, there's something to celebrate, isn't it? Now, which grid are we going to have a poke about in this episode? Uh, my name is Alice. I've lived in Lincoln all my life, and Lincoln is fun. Perfect. Right, okay. Right, can you delve into there for us? Don't look. Uh, pick out one. N7. Lincoln A to Z on Siren FM. N7. Uh, now, this week we are in N7, uh, Newport Roundabout. Johnny, apart from Newport Roundabout, I've kind of given the game away there. What else is in that grid? Yeah, you've stolen my thunder there. <laughs> uh, yeah, it is Newport Roundabout. Uh, so it's the, it's the uh, roundabout where Longdale's Road, uh, Yarborough Crescent, and Rice Home Road meet. You've also got Broadway and the, the Newport Cemetery is just in our grid as well. Okay, now if you know about this or any of our 52 grids, then please let us know. You can email us, lincolnatoz at sirenonline.co.uk. You'll find us on the Facebook. Of course, we're on Twitter. Hashtag Lincoln A to Z. Uh, and now there's uh, at Siren FM Studio. Director is here. And uh, you can find out which grids we've looked at and where we're going and also all our previous podcasts on our fabulous website. lincolnatoz.co.uk but now it's time to listen to the first part of our visit to the N7 grid. And this finds Johnny and I in a reflective mood. Uh, and so, the N7 grid on Lincoln A to Z. Uh, we've landed in it and instantly uh, we are outside the Bishop, uh, Bishop Grotest, Grotesque, Grotesque, the Bishop, Bishop, Bishop Grot to you and me, the Bishop Grot. And uh, we've landed outside. We can walk, this is kind of a, an open public ground so we can walk through it. Uh, which feels well, quite liberating. We shouldn't. We've got no business here, really, other than uh, making a community radio program. So this is this has changed since I think Johnny and I were last here. Now this is this, as we know, Lincoln. Johnny and I both uh, spent most of our lives in Lincoln, and uh, every in nearly every grid has, has sort of personal memories for us. Uh, this has well, I would say, professional uh, memories for Johnny and I. We used to present a program called the Reading Room on Siren FM. The podcast still there. Go and check it out. It's pretty good. We put on a program called The Reading Room Live, uh, where we, uh, we, we, we put some authors on a stage and we did a live radio broadcast from it. I have a huge affection, actually, for, for, for where we are now, uh, looking around and just, you know, just looking down at the, uh, the theatre and the entrance to the theatre. I can remember that fear and excitement and uh, I, I, you know, I think we pulled it off pretty well, didn't we? I think so, yeah. Yeah, as you say, it was kind of pushing ourselves and very scary to actually be able to see the whites of their eyes, you know, as it were. You, you don't get to see your audience usually. Um, but, yeah, it was great fun, wasn't it? It was a really nice night and lots of nice people. 
and uh, we we really enjoyed doing it. Uh, but you you can see the the change around here. This this place has been given university status, hasn't it? Uh, it's now the Bishop Bishop University, and um, just, there's, there's, for me, there's quite a huge difference. There's a lot of building work going on, uh, but it also it just being here, and it was only a few years back that we did that. Uh, it seems a little more vibrant. It certainly seems well lit and we're here at night and this is the first grid i think we've we've done at night we've done very early mornings haven't we johnny mm. and just as the sun was rising uh, which i was expecting to be a bit more theatrical and it wasn't and uh, uh, somehow we've always sometimes resisted coming out at night as if we wouldn't be able to see anything at night time uh, and I, i'm quite I, i'm quite enjoying this rather than it be uh maybe a, a thursday afternoon or a saturday morning yeah, as you say, this, this place has changed enormously, and it, mu- it must be the big injection of money that they get from, from being a university now. But it's just, everywhere you look, there's, there's new buildings going up, there's um, sort of pretty groundworks, gardens, everything's really well kept, isn't it? It all looks very... So, you know, I've always thought that this, this place was, well, I think I've said before, that, that Lincoln College is perhaps, perhaps the, uh, the poor relation of, of Lincoln University down there on the Brayford. Um, but this was maybe a, a forgotten cousin or something up here. A bit out of the way, a bit out of the loop up here. Um, but that seems to be changing. They've really got a, a lot of investment going on here by the looks of it. It does. I mean, look how green that grass is. Yeah. They must have painted that grass green. They think the, the Queen must be coming around to, you know, to open up or something like that because everywhere she goes, it smells of paint, doesn't it? So, yeah, we're outside the, uh, the theatre now where we did the reading room live and it's, it's kind of undergone a bit, a bit of a renaissance since we were here. Um, it's now become uh, Lincoln's third cinema, which is quite staggering when you think about it. Lincoln's currently got three cinemas. We've got, the, of course, the Odeon, the, the big one down there on the, on the Brayford, the one we have to take out a mortgage to, to buy a ticket. Then you've got the, the Ritz, which is uh, just above the, uh, the Weatherspoons on the high street, which is just, uh, I think it's currently still being kind of renovated, but it's now up and running and open. And then up here, uh, you've got the Venue, as it's now called, which is, I think it's home to the Lincoln Film Society, I think that's right. And it's, it's been operated as a, a part-time cinema now. They've got um, all the equipment in there, got a fancy new screen and projection system. Uh, yeah, there's, they've got a full programme of films on up here now, which is, I think it's been a while since Uphill Lincoln's had its own cinema. The building opposite, I mean, that was definitely not here. This is, this is turning into a, a, a couple of chaps in their late 30s going, oh, when it changed, I remember when all this was a car park. And opposite was, it was just like a load of concrete before they got this uh, green painted grass. Is this like AstroTurf, Johnny? Have they got, like your, your back garden, I, I remember this, one of the few things I remember about you, Johnny, is the fact that you have AstroTurf. Oh yeah, it is, no, it is real grass. I just, I just pulled a bit up to prove it. When we first started at Siren, I used to spend a lot of time hanging around at the university. It was a really, really cool place to be. You know, there's lots of uh, young and ambitious people there, and that's the, that, that, that kind of uh, enthusiasm uh, can be quite infectious. Uh, so I'm done that now. I'm, I'm, I'm through with the university, uh, the main University of Lincoln. I'm going to come and hang out up at the Bish Grot. Bish Grot, of course, as far as I'm aware anyway, it's a teaching university, isn't it? So everyone here is intending to actually become a teacher which is you know a very worthwhile thing isn't it i mean arguably some of the the courses that universities run are a little frivolous sometimes some of the uh, you could argue and i mean obviously you know we're into media we love the idea of being in media but you can argue about how valuable that is how much society needs another media study student but what we do definitely need is more teachers so we walked pretty much through the site and we're back out now and uh, it's a little bit I don't get that feeling it's a little bit like when you leave Centre Parks or a, or a holiday camp and you've been cut off away 
from the rest of the world for a few days and now we're back out with well, Joe Public, the plebs, uh, back in the real world. Oh, I don't like it. I want to I want to go back in there where the grass is green. The grass is actually greener <laughs> over there, it is isn't it? The Oh, there we go. Uh, that's the first part of our visit. You'll hear the second part of our visit coming up very soon. Uh, that's uh, going to be after the uh, the history of our N7 grid. Uh, time now to hear from the genuine expert we have within the Lincoln A to Z team, Joe Hughes from the Lincolnshire Archive, to open the door to the past of our N7 grid square. You can see the line of Ermine Street, the Roman road from London to York, cutting through this week's grid square. This area to the north of the Roman city would have probably been a territorium, which was open land which supplied the Roman legionary town with services such as food, quarries and cemeteries. Across its vast empire, Roman law stipulated its dead had to be buried outside the city walls to avoid the spread of disease from decaying bodies. By the way, how come we forgot to make this vital connection between refuse and public health in later centuries? I don't know. Anyway, Roman cremation burials have been found round here. Speaking of Roman burials, during the extension of the library for Bishop Grostes University, which lies on the east side of the old Roman road, archaeologists excavated the remains of two infants under the Roman floor of what seems to have been a substantial building, possibly a villa or farm. The university was originally known as the Diocesan Training School for Mistresses, obviously in the academic context. It was established in 1862 to train up teachers to work within Lincoln's enormous diocese. Bishop Grostest is a very unusual name, and a bit of a mouthful, especially after one or two student union pale ales, and so the university community have understandably shortened it to BGU. So who was this eponymous bishop with the impressive name, which has been variously translated from the Latin as big head or even fat head? Well, we know he came from humble origins, born about 1175 in Suffolk. Richard Cavendish, in History Today, describes his startling progress through the medieval world thusly. Lincoln was the largest diocese in England, stretching from the Humber to the Thames and containing about one-fifth of the entire population of the country. Appointed bishop in 1235, Grostes descended on it in the spirit of a bull, ushered into a nice, neat china shop. According to the chronicler Matthew Paris, he regarded himself as personally responsible for the spiritual welfare of every individual in the diocese. Anything that stood in the way, civilised precedents, hallowed customs, accepted bendings of the rules, he attacked with a brutal truculence that aroused resentment and opposition, and he quarrelled fiercely with the clergy of Lincoln Cathedral. So there you go. He's been described as a medieval Dr Johnson in his powers and mind of personality. Not a fathead after all, then. He sounds like he covered plenty of intellectual bases. An eminent theologian, a scientist, a philosopher, as well as an important medieval statesman, so he sounds entirely appropriate patron to give his name to one of Lincoln's great academic institutions. Sorry, I'm biased as an excellentness. The medieval ecclesiastical history of the area is still present in the road outside the college. When you drive up Newport away from Lincoln, look at the rise in the middle of the road. That's not there by accident. And although this is a Roman road, which would have a raised centre to drain off surface water, that's not what this bump is all about. It's the infill from a medieval church to St John, which used to stand slap bang in the middle of Newport, and it was already falling into decay in the 16th century. As an aside, it's interesting to note the fate of another medieval church round here, the precursor to the current St Nicholas, which was purposely destroyed to prevent the Royalists having somewhere to take cover during the Civil War. In its heyday, though, St John's served a busy medieval market community, and as was common with all market churches, was actually considered the spiritual guardian of the market itself. The marketplace, which broadened out from Newport Arch, was known as Newport Green, the site of the Newport Fair in June. 
It was at the Newport Fair you could buy Lincoln cloth made from the much-prized Lincolnshire wool. So who knows? Perhaps the Lincoln green, which Robin and his merry men were supposed to have worn as camouflage in Sherwood, should be better called Newport green. At the Lincolnshire archives we hold old maps which show St John's Church here in the middle of the road and the massive bank and ditch earthwork which surrounded the whole area and survived until the 18th century. On several early 19th century maps the whole area within this embankment is called Saxon Town. Although no one's entirely sure what purpose this wall served, the Saxon Town reference may come from the belief that this area was initially populated by the peasants who'd been obliged to move out of their hovels when the cathedral was extended and consecrated and when the castle was built. Although, strictly speaking, this would have led to it being called Normantown, wouldn't it? Uh, yes, yes. Well, don't you ask us the questions. You're the expert here, as we've already decided. Uh, thanks, as always, to Joe. Next time I'm going to be up that way, you'll be looking at it in a whole new light, just the way that that road dips down. You know, you would think it would be down to drainage, but actually there's a whole new story right underneath your feet. Lincoln A to Z on Siren FM. Find us on Twitter at Lincoln A to Z. Now it's time to hear the second part of our visit to the N7 grid and here Johnny and I find our attention turning to the King of Pop. Now down towards the... Uh, all of a sudden I started whispering uh, because <laughs> we're going down towards the end of uh, St John's Road and our map our map states that this area... Uh, yeah, and it's becoming, it's becoming very evident now uh, that this area is a cemetery uh, and here we have lots and lots of headstones and it's it's dark. Um, why am I whispering, Johnny? It just seems the right thing to do, doesn't it? It's respectful. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that is. There's something strange about being in a, a graveyard at night, isn't it? It feels kind of wrong, you know. I don't know about you, but when I was a kid, one of my earliest memories of being really frightened was watching the Thriller video. Oh, absolutely, with yeah. Michael yeah, Jackson yeah, thing. Yeah, you know, yeah. I think I, we stayed up late to watch it. It was on, like, midnight on Channel yeah. 4. And... Yeah, it, it really had a, a big impact on me. I was probably too young to be watching it, really. Well, the thing with the Michael Jackson video is it's, it is it is really frightening. And uh, oh, it's locked. No, we can't. We actually we can't get into it. A lot of people the zombies in, won't it? So. Uh, yeah, that's all right. Yeah, that that padlock will sort them out. The uh, the Walking Dead. And uh, the thing, the thing about the Michael Jackson video, is. At that, at that age, I, I thought it was good because then Michael Jackson, he, he, he was he was he was like a human being. Then he went off, became a zombie, did all the dancing and stuff. That legendary dance, brilliant. Uh, and then he came back to being a human again. And at that point, I was relieved and I was happy. Everything was going fine. And you, you know, I, you could have sent me to bed that night uh, without fear of, of any problem. Yeah, it's okay. It's Michael Jackson. Now remember, you know, this time Michael Jackson, he was a huge star. He'd done Billie Jean uh, before that, which is you know, it was still one of the best songs ever made. So I was a huge fan, even for, even from that young age. But at the end, the end of that thriller video, when he turned around to the camera and his eyes turned yellow. Spoiler alert! It was 1983, Johnny. <laughs> Johnny, it was 1983. <laughs> if you've not, <sighs> where's this going? No idea. No. Uh, um... Oh, you see, I could have done a joke then about us being in a cemetery uh, and this conversation's going to a dead end, but I didn't. No, I think that's probably why. <laughs> So we find ourselves now on the roundabout, the roundabout that, uh, that houses Longdale's Road, uh, Rise Home Road, and of course Newport, uh, leading you down to Newport Arch. So we're on, uh, we're on the, the edge, the very edge of our grid now, and looking down, 
I'm looking down Rise Home Road where the start of the 2014 uh, Lincoln 10k road race will be uh, and um, regular listeners may or may not know from the last series we've been talking about this building up to it because at a production meeting one time you suggested to me Johnny we okay we meaning more than one person two people in fact we're going to enter the 10k because it runs through one of our grids be a good be a good talking point be good uh, radio uh, might, might even have the element of competition. You and I usually like a futile competition, the question of Lincoln, etc. And sometimes we'll make up our own pointless little foibly games. Uh, this is actually something real, uh, something that's happening in the city. We could have taken part in it. We could have taken part in it. Uh, how many of us are there taking part in the Lincoln 10K road race in 2014, Johnny? Well, one now, yeah. Um, I, I've taken a, a a decision to not take part after all. Um, I think it's a common sense decision. My idea was that I was just going to do it with no training whatsoever. That was my plan, just to see if it could be done. Um, and I think that was an interesting idea. You know, it had possibilities. But then, on reflection, I realised it was just stupid. <laughs> so um, I, I decided not to do that after all. So I'm, I'm going to stand by the sidelines and cheer you on. I think I'll be, I'll be fulfilling a, a valuable role in that. I don't think you could do it without me. <laughs> so, yeah, that's that's now going to be my role in it. Okay, well, you know what, it is it is very, very much appreciated because, I mean, actually, you know, joking aside, and I'm only, well, I don't know, I'm only really kind of semi-joking, I suppose, if I'm joking at all. But uh, joking aside, uh, it, it does, it takes two to tango. It takes the residents around here to have their streets closed off uh, because we can see the signs uh, all, all around us talking about road closures over the weekend. <laughs> Just this very night, I was arguing, Johnny. I got lured into it. I said to myself, I said to myself at the beginning of this year, and it wasn't a New Year's resolution, although I suppose in many ways it was, to not spend so much time arguing with pointless people about pointless subjects on the Lincolnite or Lincolnshire Echo Facebook pages. Uh, but basically, a lot of local residents around here, I say a lot, actually, do you know what? It was only a few, were going, you know, complaining that they couldn't, they feel like they're held hostage, held hostage by the Lincoln 10K road race. And I. I you know, I, I don't feel very proud of myself because there was also a, a, a link on the Lincolnite to a, a, a young girl with uh, cancer who's uh, I, I, someone's raising money for her dressed up as a minion from, from the, 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 the kids' TV films. And I, I copied and pasted that into there saying, look, basically, if, if you're not a fan of the Lincoln 10K race, if, if you think that this is inconveniencing you, if you're not able to get to your car for a few minutes, uh, read this. You know, and, and if that's the case, then... You, you must have a pea-sized heart, something along, something along those lines. Um, and do you know what? I don't feel very... Right now, at the time, I felt euphoric because that, was, that felt like a win because who could come back to that? Who could come back and say, oh, yeah, actually, you know? And I thought, wow, that's a real good win. Upon reflection, a few hours later, I, I don't feel very proud of myself for using someone else's suffering to win a petty, pointless argument on a, you know, on a ridiculous topic. Uh, I, what I should have done is read those comments from other people and thought other people think differently to me and walked away, but I, I, I didn't. I really think these people who complain, as you say, it's, it's a handful of people. It's a handful of people who make a lot of noise. There's thousands of people living in this area and you hear from, you know, 10 or 15 through these websites and you think that's everyone objecting, but it's not. It's a tiny handful of people. Um, and those people... Almost certainly, when they moved here, the 10K was already running. The same as those people who live around where the Christmas market is. 
those things have been running for years now. Everyone knows they're there. Everyone knows what happens around them. And you've got two choices. You can moan about it or you can get involved in it and throw yourself into it and enjoy the fact that there's a great community event happening right outside your house, right outside your front door. There's people enjoying themselves. It's not just a dead street full of traffic. There's actually human life going on and, you know, great endeavours and enjoyment. And, you know, to me, that's the way to deal with it. I used to live on a flat on the Brayford. And once a year, I used to get woken up very early on a Saturday morning by the, the water festival. You know, I got woken up by a very loud tannoy that continued the whole day. That man who always seems to do these kind of events, you know the one with the slightly monotone voice, all day long, from 10 in the morning till, right, 10 at night. But I never once complained about it because I knew that was there when I bought the flat. I knew that, that was part of the deal of living in the middle of town. Instead, I went out there and got involved and enjoyed the day. Sat on my window and watched the fireworks in the evening. It was brilliant. Just enjoy it. Stop not moaning. Okay, well, I, I can't let that go, Johnny. I can't let that go where you say you were woken up first thing in the morning yeah. and then you go on to say it, the the event happened from 10 a.m. 10 a.m. is not, and I repeat, not first thing in the morning. Well, it is in our house. <laughs> and, and, yeah, I say, don't I know it. Anytime we've ever tried to arrange a meet, like a, a, gr- a grid walk or something like that, and I always have this end. I type in the, I type in the words 8 a.m. on my phone, sometimes just to see what happens, just to see what I get back. <laughs> well, you know, we, we've got an eight-month-old baby now, mm-hmm. and she's already getting in the swing of it in our house. She's <sighs> sleeping really late. Yeah, yeah, because every new parent's going to want to hear that, don't they? That's Absolutely, what I, yeah, I know. It's yeah. brilliant, yeah. yeah. Uh, quarter to nine this morning. I, do you know what, when people say that, I don't believe them. I, you know, all right, I might believe you, but because <laughs> I, I, I honestly think things like go do go like that in your house. But whenever people say that to me, oh no, no, sleep's fine. I don't believe it. I, you can you can see the tiredness in their eyes. I mean, crikey, our, our youngest five now, and I'm still getting over that. Ah, Johnny, ten o'clock in the morning. Right, okay. Now you're going to find out uh, later on in the program, uh, or very soon, in fact, uh, what happened uh, when I ran. When I say ran, sauntered round the Lincoln 10K. Lincoln A to Z. A question of Lincoln. And the sound. A big Tom there, striking off, tells us one thing. It's time for a question of Lincoln. Uh, we'll go straight into it this week. Uh... Johnny, you can go first. Me? Okay. Uh, Nice easy one for you this week. Excellent. We'll be hearing later how you got on when you ran the 10k. (laughs) I couldn't help but notice that you chose to complete the race in the conventional way, by following the official road route. But if, (laughs) instead of that, you'd taken the unexpected and frankly demented decision to complete the entire 10k by running round and round the Newport roundabout in our (laughs) N7 grid, how many times... Would you have had to run around the roundabout to complete your 10 kilometres? Right, hang on. Before you go into the options on this, and this, yeah. is, this is probably the best question we've ever had, so I've got to, I've got, I've got to stop this. This is fantastic. Did you... Uh, well, firstly, am I on the outside or the inside? Whereabouts you're, have you measured? You're on the inside, so you're, inside, you're closest yeah, to the inside curb. Yeah. How did you measure this? I measured it on Google Earth. 
<laughs> right, okay, so according to Google Earth. According right, okay. to Google Earth, yeah. Because, yeah, you're, obviously I'm trying to work it out right now. Yeah, yeah, obviously, oh, yeah, of <laughs> yeah, course, yeah. you know, you've got all the, yeah, all the evidence yeah. there. I mean, if, okay. I don't, if I don't carry the two, then I'm, 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 I'm not going to get it, am I? But, uh, right, okay, I'd like some options, please, John. Right, so here are your options. Is it A, 104 times? No. B, 134 times? No. Or C, 164 times? He's got to be a lot more than that. Well, well your 10 seconds starts now. Really? That I was expecting like thousands. Were you? Yeah. Well, I kind of was when I when I wrote the question. And now I'm so amazed yeah. by that, I've forgotten all the options. So <laughs> I'm going to go middle for diddle. B. <laughs> I'm afraid. No, it was C, 164 times. So it was the highest. But, you know, you'd think it'd be more, in my you? head, I think I could run around that roundabout in like 10 minutes, 164 times. Yeah, no, so when you think of it like that, you should have been thinking that when you were running it. It would have, you know, it would have been a nice kind of mental boost for you. Yeah, it would, yeah, yeah. As it was, it was torture. It was torture. Mm. Now, as he reaches across the other side of the studio, you'll notice. Now, this is, I suppose this is a spoiler ahead of our 10K report, but to be honest, all you, you know, really, you just have to turn up at the whole thing and you get around the Lincoln 10K. I'm holding in front of my uh, face now my uh, medal for the 18th annual uh, oh. Active Nation City of Lincoln 10K road race. So I've got the medal, so, you know, it's a spoiler. You, you, you know I made it, but... You, thought I would do anyway. It's a really um, nice medal, though, isn't it? It is. It's Lovely. fabulous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, um, I'll tell you what I'm going to do, John. This is very generous of me. I'm going to pass it across the studio. You okay. Can, do you I can... get to keep it? No, no. That I ran it. <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> uh, okay, right. So where's my bit of paper gone? Here we go. Now, it's funny. You've done a measuring one about the Lincoln 10K. I've yeah, done a yeah. measuring one, too. Oh, okay. And this is really good. Um, so it's, like, it's almost like we've even thought about it and had some kind... No. Uh, so my question of Lincoln to you, Johnny, is how much does that medal weigh? Oh, okay. Ah, you oh, you've got it in your hand as yeah, well, you know. Right. So, you know, if, if you've been calibrated recently, you'll be fine. Mm. Is it A, 75 grams, B, 155 grams, or C, 105 grams? Okay. Um, oh, blimey. Mm -hmm. I, I'm useless with weight. I don't know. Yeah, me too. You know, I, 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 yeah. I'm useless with my weight. I don't know that much. I'm, I'm, I'm going to go for the smallest one, A. Uh, you're incorrect. I'm in Korea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's 105 grams. 105. I know, which is perfectly yeah. believable. Whereas I'm, after the program this evening, you'll be, uh, <laughs> the police will be called at Newport Roundabout because there's a madman running around it. <laughs> Lincoln A to Z on Siren FM. So after much talk of the 10K, the Lincoln 10K, let's find out what happened on the 6th of April 2014 when I, alongside a few thousand others, got ourselves out of breath on purpose. So here we are back in our N7 grid uh, at the, the roundabout, the junction of Newport and Rightstone Road. And it's very different from when we were last here. I came here on a, a Monday evening to do our grid visit and there was quite a lot of traffic about, a surprising amount of traffic, um, but very few people, just the odd jogger. Whereas today, there's no traffic at all, all the roads are closed and there's an awful lot of people around, lots of spectators, and in a few minutes' time, there's going to be about 5,000 runners running through this grid square. One of them, of course, is going to be Paul, who right now is about a quarter of a mile up there on Rightstone Road at the start line, no doubt limbering up, having his last-minute stretches and wondering what on earth he's got himself into. I, of course, very cleverly managed to, uh, to get out of it at the last minute. But I'm going to be looking out for him. He's going to be passing through this grid three times in the course of the race, and I'm going to be keeping an eye open for him and hopefully reporting on what state he's in. There we go, we've hit, hit the start and uh, it took a while, it took a long time. It's a nice walking pace out but uh, 
very inspiring sight is the, is the thousands of runners in front of you, but I've managed to find a bit of free space so I can, I can run at my own pace. She's probably a bit too quick right now. So here we come. Certainly less than a K. Certainly out of breath. I think I've started a bit too quick, but you don't want to be overtaken by too many. This is a race after all. Uh, I'm looking out for Johnny. Uh, I've rehearsed many times what I'm going to say to him. Um, but I think I might just give him a look. A dirty look. So I think by now, uh, Paul has, has almost certainly been through the grid. Um, but I, I've seemed to have missed him. Um, he must have been through by now. You know, he's, he's, he's not the fittest, but he's not that unfit. But yeah, I've not seen him, so I've, I've failed in that respect. Um, I guess what we're learning here is that I probably shouldn't be uh, an athletics commentator. Uh, but there has been a lot of other interesting people coming through. Lots of um, obviously up the front, you get the serious runners, the ones with uh, the expensive trainers and the look of determination on their faces. Then behind that, you get the more the more casual runners, the people just. Uh, doing it for a, for a bit of a lark and then you get the fun runners the people dressed up in various different costumes i've seen a man running uh, in bare feet i've seen a, a man running in a complete set of armor lots of people dressed as bananas that seems to be a very popular one for some reason uh, and of course the the obligatory two men in mustaches dressed as the 118 men uh, well, i didn't see him we just about uh, leaving the grid now so I'm going to turn this thing off and concentrate on a bit of running just as we hit the hit the 1k side ok so now hitting into uh, the grid now for the second time uh, 3k in I think I can film about 2k I started slowing down a bit I'm probably now because I think I'm going to see Johnny again stepping up the pace uh, uh, you know male bravado and showing off but uh, it doesn't really matter there we are. out of the grid and I've not seen any big gangly head pointing from a camera lens so I'm going to turn this thing off now because I'm running better. Hands are sweating so much I'm going to drop this thing, I think. I think by now Paul should have been through for the second time, but um, again, I've missed him. <laughs> Not doing very well here. Probably should have sorted this out a bit better between us beforehand. I don't even know what he's wearing, so it is quite hard. You find yourself looking at this sea of faces as I say about 5,000 runners here today and you find yourself looking at this sea of faces and kind of going into a bit of a trance after a while and not really registering them um, so I've got one more chance one more chance of seeing him when he passes through for the third and final time so hopefully I'll have more luck then coming back into the grid now for and thank well whichever god you believe in whether you believe in one or not for the last time we're hitting 7k as you'll be able to tell I'm pretty out of breath slowed down quite a bit at the uh, at the water stop 
and it's funny because after the water stop you kind of you don't want to take too much water on board so you throw some away which feels wrong and you're littering which feels wrong as well uh, uh, there he goes this is it 7k final three it's all down on the hill oh i can't even talk it's all downhill for me until we get to the cobbles then Johnny! <laughs> and there we go. That was quite that was quite rewarding seeing Johnny. Uh, he had a big smirk on his face. Well I'm pleased to report that third time lucky I have actually seen him this time round, or rather he saw me uh, and shouted out to me from the from the track. He was wearing his, his rather garish checked shorts, so quite how I managed to miss those the first two times, I don't know. They're, they're pretty hard to miss. They're just, uh, just through the 9k mark now, and you can uh, you really feel the encouragement on the streets. Just as you go past 9k, there's a funnel uh, and a huge crowd. They're cheering and clacking those little kalaka things that never ever fail to cheer me up. Uh, especially now. You see the cathedral, which means we're about to hit those cobbles. But it's nice. It feels like we're coming home. And the key is not kicking off too quickly. final few paces through the castle through the castle gateway so there we go uh, just walking away from the the race village in the lawn and away from the castle and the hustle and bustle so a huge sense of satisfaction really that well, not only have I lost all the weight I'd put on over Christmas uh, that you, you achieved something today uh, and you've really been part of an event ultimately it was good fun uh, if you'd have asked me about six or seven K in I think I was I was struggling I was worried about time even though I told myself not to worry about the time I was still uh, worried about the time so once I got over that and the crowd sort of thicken up at the 7k mark and, uh, and the support is, uh, is is really something. If you came out today and you were on the streets of Lincoln, thank you. <laughs> uh, you know, you might not think it means a lot, but it does, you know. You might hear a, uh, a tapping sound as a talk. That's the medal. You get a medal for this. Thank you. Uh, so there we go. Thank you very much. That that very nice lady there. He said, "Well done." I'd forgotten about that, and uh, it was. It was really nice. And you get you get a lot of that after the event, you know, because it is, it really is an event, uh, and it, it takes two to tango. Uh, and I think we might have illustrated this here that you know those who take part, uh, who achieve uh, and achieve their goals, and those that just come along and watch those people achieving their goals, Johnny. We're all equally important, you know. You, you'd look pretty stupid just running round empty streets with no one watching you or cheering you or clapping you, wouldn't you? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. No, absolutely. It'd be 
very very peculiar uh, like a zombie film wouldn't it but also i i say this whenever people want me to take part in things that are usually for charity that usually are a bit indignified maybe hmm. uh, i always then uh, take your point of view and say look i'm not very happily pay for you to, to do yeah, that yeah. and you know sit in your bath of baked beans or whatever don't count me in uh you know in that way i always say it does take two to tango but you know it's just as usual with us it's, it's any excuse to uh, to have a go at you however johnny however this is the this was never going to go anywhere and we, you know crikey we'll stop the news we'll stop the 10 o'clock news if we have to carry this on because the comment about my shorts <laughs> yes Gary, use the word garish garish yeah garish. They, they are a little yeah they're, they're not loud they're not bright not like you know you would get let's face it the students who, <laughs> who are surrounding us here I'm, I'm, I'm penning myself in here wearing and they're just standard checked shorts they, they they look there's the kind of thing you would wear on uh, a bank holiday afternoon to a barbecue maybe that's that what's wrong with that well they're not, they're not you know you're surrounded by all these sleep running guys yeah you know, exactly with sleep their running Nike guys these, and Reebok and yeah. whatever else they have nowadays and <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're there with your, your it's check shorts you it's a good job you didn't run on but you, you said I had a big gangly head Mm, which is more personal, isn't it? It is very personal. Yeah, yeah. It's not gangly. It's it's, it's a condition. <laughs> well, I'm pleased you. I'm pleased you see it that way, Johnny. And uh, well, I think we should call it a draw there. However, today, and you know this because you've seen my timeline on my on Twitter, uh, I was tweeting uh, and I tweeted a picture of those shorts uh, to see, and I used the hashtag fashion and hashtag style hmm. to see uh, if if people did agree. Now, no one got back to us. Uh, which shows the indifference that, uh, well, we're quite used to now, 33 programmes in. However, um, we did get quite a lot of retweets, but no one actually reacted to it, which I think just goes to show how fickle the fashion world is, don't you? Well, your shorts could end up becoming like a, you know, YouTube sensation, an internet, you know, <laughs> being shared around the world. Well, do you know, I mean, they were there, to, they, they, I wore those shorts quite on purpose, you're right, to, to <laughs> how has this become all about shorts? <laughs> I, I wore those shorts quite on purpose, just, they hide a multitude of sins, hmm. you know, and also I didn't, yeah, I had to walk there from uh, from my wife dropping me off, and you don't want to, you don't want to wear those short shorts, you know, you see those guys in short shorts. Yeah, yeah, they can be a bit undignified, can't they? Yeah, yeah, and I think we've 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 covered that subject. I think a, we have in yeah. a different podcast. Yeah. And uh, you know, if you fancy the challenge, go through uh, all the other fifty-two and, uh, and and find it. Now, also, there were a lot of people there running uh, for charity, and it did feel like rather like a an ego trip that we were doing this for the radio. Um, however, did and, and it does it raises an enormous amount of money for charity. However. Uh, there's only so much you can ask for, or, you're, or sometimes you feel you can ask for for charity, isn't there? And, uh, you know, just on, on a personal level, we did quite a lot of that kind of thing last year. And you don't, you just don't want to become those people on, on social media or, or passing those forms around at work that are just constantly asking, because there's only so much money to go around, isn't there? Yeah, yeah, and I, for one, was very relieved that you didn't ask me for any money. So, <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly, exactly. Uh, but, you know, finishing that, and it, 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 I would recommend anyone to do it. And, and Johnny, there's no excuse for you because you could have walked that. My mother-in-law walked that. She did for charity. <laughs> and let's face it, she's the winner here, isn't she? You know, she uh, she rescues dogs. She walked around there for charity. And uh, I was just about to give her age away. Crikey, that would oh, be trouble. No, that's not the oh, dumb no, thing, I'd, is it? No, no, I'd never get a cooked dinner again. Mm. Um, but, but she did that. But do you know what? It, 
if you put this into perspective, a few weeks later, we looked at the uh, the marathon on, on TV. And I was talking to my friend Scott, uh, Scott, who did the uh, the photographs for our website. Uh, I was talking to him the, uh, this time last week, and uh, he said oh, he's got this urge to do the marathon. But then what he realizes is that once you've done a 10K, as I've just achieved, once you've done that, those people have got to run another 20 miles. It just, that seems just unfathomable. Absolutely unfathomable. So um, maybe you should walk the marathon, Johnny. Walk the marathon. How many times round Newport Roundabout is that going to be? <laughs> well, that is going to be in the probably about thousands, seven, according to you. I don't, I still don't believe that's true. Lincoln A to Z dot co dot UK. Now, as we mentioned earlier in the program, Johnny and I, well, we also used to produce a very successful, <laughs> that one was successful, Johnny, remember, a program called The Reading Room, in which we recorded and broadcast spoken word artists. Now, with Lincoln A to Z, we've carried on that tradition with poet, philosopher and general genius, Trevor Davis. Here he is, giving us his view on our N7 grid square. N7. Bishop Grot is in N7. It's somewhere you drive past many times without thinking much other than there's Bishop Grot or, hmm, I notice it's now a uni. Although I've lived in Lincoln since January the 7th, 1984, I only went to Bishop Grot for the first time a couple of years ago. It was to the showing of a film at the venue. I've forgotten what the film was, but since that time I've been getting pseudo-spam email from the venue advertising what's on. It's only pseudo-spam. Most of what I get sent doesn't interest me, but it was such a nice venue that I haven't got the heart to block them. Since that day, I've been back four times. Twice to Lincoln Rugby Club dinners, once looking at a new office, and once to a piano concert with internationally famous Hungarian pianist Irvin Nagy. Irv's a pal of mine. Nagy, spelt N-A-G-Y, pronounced N-A-J-E. Irv is pronounced Irv, to me at least. What amazes you about Bishop Grot is the size of the campus. It's much bigger than you think when you drive past. The other surprise is how cheap the beer was at the student union. Quality. Got a glass of fizzy water for free. It's much healthier for you than beer, although obviously it has to be drunk in moderation. You can have as much beer as you like. Well, he's right. It is a bank holiday, so uh, when you get into work tomorrow smelling like a brewery, then you can blame... Oh, Tref. Uh, and if you, uh, you you want some more from Tref, you can go to his website, philosopherontap.com. Lincoln, A to Z. Uh, okay, now this has been a Joe Schmo production uh, for Siren FM. And uh, where are we going to go next week, Johnny? Okay, next week we're in DB2, which is uh, Bishop's Palace, uh, the Usher Gallery, uh, the area just south of the cathedral. We've not got the cathedral which I think we're quite pleased with, aren't we? But it's literally within spitting... Di- not that you should spit at the cathedral, but it's within <laughs> spitting distance of the cathedral. Yeah, get that thought out of everyone's mind. Mm. So, uh, yeah, well, do you know what? <laughs> we're always through this. I don't know who we're kidding more, ourselves, or trying to kid the listener that we didn't want the the, the grid with the cathedral in. Uh, maybe the same as the university, you know? But th- that was always the the, the chance of, of doing this randomly. Uh, but I think, you know, hopefully we'll, we'll, we'll find out next week whether we manage to make something more interesting if such a thing is possible uh, than the cathedral so thanks uh, to Treff and Joe as well for their contributions to this programme and you for listening